Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Great to see you all. How are we doing? Let's, let's just uh, stand to our feet. We've been sitting for a few moments. Let's stand to our feet. I'm just going to pray. And um, It's interesting... Um, the comment I'm going to say now is just for people that are, are Christians here today. But, you know, when Jesus called his disciples, he called people that were under the sound of his, his word. When he was teaching, he called people, yes, who God led him to, but they were there around the ministry of Jesus. So it's good to come under the, the sound of the word, isn't it? So I'm going to pray right now. Father, Lord, today as your people, and myself included, we come under the sound of your word. Father God, we just pray. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word has got the ability to change our, our thinking, our mindsets, um, and ultimately our lives. And we just pray that you would just, uh, just renew our minds today under the sound of your word and help us to think afresh, challenge us where we need to be challenged and help us to um, just to really take on board what you want to say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Please take your seats. So good to see you um, today. As you came through the door today, you would have been given a, um, a leaflet. We are launch- relaunching our CAP Life Skills CAP Life Skills is an opportunity to help people on low incomes, and it's an eight-week course starting on Friday the 9th for um, eight weeks, Um, and it's going to be looking at things like budgeting, cooking um, on a budget, living healthy on a budget, health and well-being, all those different things. So please, if you want to be a part of that course, just let me know. Also, if you know anyone that you think, oh, that'd be great for such a person, then give the flyer to someone else. We've got plenty of flyers. It's from 3.30 to 5.30. So it is a daytime course for those that might be available in the daytime. So 3.30 to 5.30, starting June the 9th, here at the, um, at the church centre. And it'd be brilliant to have you on board with that if you can make use of that. CAP are a brilliant organisation. We partner with CAP. CAP are all about really reaching people on low incomes, but also people out of debt. And if you know someone that's in debt, you know, CAP have got a great debt centre in Leamington over at St Mary's Church, and we can help you with that. Um, but, you know, brilliant course. We've, we've done it once now last year, and this will be our second course this year. So please avail yourself to that starting in two weeks' time. So um, really excited to be speaking today on our third part of our, of our teaching series, series on courageous generosity. And the reason it's called courageous generosity is sometimes to be courageous isn't a natural thing. Some people are, are naturally can be more generous than others, but deeply we can be selfish. You don't have to teach a child not to share their toys, do you? And uh, so sometimes to be generous takes an act of courage to say, well, I want to be generous. But also to read God's principles of his word and say, okay, I want to be generous according to your standards, God. And that sometimes takes a bit of a, a, a step of courage because it's about, maybe for some people, stepping into an unknown territory. So we're looking at the whole series of courageous generosity. And, um, and uh, this whole series is not about really teaching us about giving. It's about a state of being. It's about how to be generous. And uh, here's my promise that I've said each week. And uh, today's going to be very much more practical, um, some practical teaching around um, our finances. But the promise, and I can say this with authenticity, is when you become more generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. Is that a good thing? Yes. Give more, save more, and consume less. Having more, more money left over is a, is a really good thing. Sometimes we can get caught up in the whole cycle of spending. So that is the promise today. And um, 
Jesus said, well, Paul said of what Jesus said, he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And blessed comes from the Greek word meaning happy. So what Jesus was saying is, when we give, you'll become happier. And I'm sure we all know times in our lives when we have given things, money away. And I don't know if, like me, but I've felt a sense of joy when I've given stuff away. I really have. And if you are joining us today and it's your first time with a listening on podcast or here today, and you're thinking, oh, no, they're talking about money. <laughs> um, don't worry. We're not one of those churches. We don't talk about money every single week. Okay? We just do an annual teaching series on money and generosity because we believe it can help us in our lives. And this is the last week, so next week... We're down at the park, and we have to be starting a brand new teaching series, which isn't about money. And the whole thing about this series is we want something um, for you, not from you. The thing about God is God is always, we can think about our oh, money, and we think about appeals on the TV. Oh, no, they want my money. It's not about that. We believe that God wants something for us. Because, you know, as, as Leanne has even said in the service today, you know, we, our time is short on planet Earth. We don't know how long we've got. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. If he, if he tarries or if we pass away sooner, you know, our life on, short, on Earth is, is but a vapor. So making the best use, putting God's principles to the work and knowing that God wants something for our lives makes all the difference. And here's the crazy cycle I spoke about. Crazy cycle is you might worry about something. You might worry about a, a situation. You got, may have debt. You might worry about that. Or you might be spending a lot and thinking, oh no, I haven't got to handle my money. And that can lead to worry. And worry is a spiritual issue. Jesus said, don't worry, but we do worry. And then we might spend to get out of debt. Or we might spend because we want the latest gadgets and cars and whatever. And we end up spending more than what we earn that therefore leads to debt. And that's a, an issue to be self-control. And then when we land ourselves in debt, you can think, well, it's about a contentment thing. I'm not really that satisfied. I bought that, that latest item, but I'm not really that satisfied. Or you're in debt and you, you get worried again. And that eventually leads to that, that's the third part about having no margin. When we are in debt, we don't have a lot of money, and we get an unexpected bill come through the, the door, and suddenly there's no breathing space in our finances to suddenly to pay off that debt. Therefore, we can lead into more debt and more worry. And so the cycle continues. And hence, I've called it the crazy cycle because... It's craziness. It goes from one thing to the next. And this whole series is not to condemn anyone that might be in debt. We all at times have, may have different challenges of money. But God's word has got some principles that can really help us today. We can un unpack some stuff for us. So this is what I call the crazy cycle. And uh, there's a thought behind that which we learned about, which is generous people don't assume it's theirs to consume. Generous people don't assume it's theirs to consume. And that's the this concept of when money comes to us, it might be an unexpected bonus or paycheck. Our natural inclination would be to think, oh, great, I can spend it on this. Whereas if we're a Christian here today, it might be to stop and to pause and think, okay, God, is this for me? Is this for someone else? Is part of this for me or is part of it to give away? It's to stop and think, uh, Paul writes in the Corinthians, bread to the eater and seed for the sower. What part of our money is bread? Is that to be consumed by us? That's to be spent on our needs. And don't make the mistake, maybe some money might come your way and it's actually all for you. For you. And don't give it away. Always ask God. Yeah, don't, don't give it away. Because you might go into have an unexpected bill and thought, well, you've given it all away. And God might say, well, I gave you some money. So it's to stop and to pause and to ask God. But also ask God, well, God, do you want me to give any of this unexpected bonus away? So generous people don't assume it's theirs to consume. And that's, to have that mindset is the, the mindset of a steward and not an owner. An owner thinks, well, it's all mine. But we know a, a 
last year, um, my grand passed away. And uh, I went to see my, with my dad's mum, I went to see them uh, over Easter. And uh, my dad was, when they arrived, they were just busy, and they'd literally emptied my grand's house. And they put all of, their, all of her possessions in this big sort of barn area. And it's amazing when you look over someone's possessions. Well, what, what do you do? You may, you may be in a situation before where you, you might sell some stuff on, you might have to give some stuff away, or you might have to chuck some stuff. But when you see everyone's worldly goods in one space, you think, my life. Someone's net possessions, net worth has come down to that. There's a lot of stuff. But life is so much more than stuff. And we can't take it with us, can we? So we have the mindset of a steward that says, well, what I have is mine to, to steward, to temporarily look after. Therefore, we're looking after it on behalf of, of God. Our mindset can be different. And we have a mindset of a, a steward and not an owner. And we have a sort of de- definition. Definition of generosity um, is showing a readiness to give more of something, um, especially money, than is strictly necessary or expected. And that's taken from the Oxford English Dictionary. And we learned this in week one. You can cultivate a generous attitude by reminding yourself you're a steward, not an owner. And secondly, wearing the attitude of gratitude. That when we in life, if we come to life thankful, thankful for this day. Did you wake up this morning and say, thank you, Lord, for this day? Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the food in front of me. If you had breakfast this morning, thank you, Lord, for this breakfast. Having the attitude of gratitude makes all the difference in our lives because it, it, it puts aside the, the tendency to be selfish and to say it's mine, it's for me to consume. And last week we looked at trusting God means testing God with your money. We looked at the book of Malachi, chapter 3. Trusting God means testing God with your money. And we looked at these key points. We looked at that actually... If we're a Christian, then God teaches in the book of Malachi about wanting to, us to bring him a tenth of our income. Wow, that's called a tithe. A tenth of our income. And that is the starting point. And then he says also in the book of Malachi, test me in this. The fact that we can actually put God to the test. And it, that's the only place that I know of in the, in the Bible where it talks about testing God. Because we're not allowed to test God. Who, who am I? Dave Bolton, to test Almighty God. But God says, test me in this, in the bringing of our 10% of our income. Where? Into the local storehouse, the local church. And then we launched our, 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 um, our Courageous Generosity 90 Day Challenge and said, try, put God to the test and have a go at doing that. We'll talk more about, more about that in a few moments. But that was last week. And this week... We're looking at the practice of generosity. So we're hoping to be very practical today. And um, before I say anything else, maybe I make no assumptions anymore. (laughs) I make no assumptions about anyone's lives or anything. Um, Maybe you're sitting here today or listening, and you are excellent at handling finances, at budgeting. Can I ask you, come and talk to me. Come and talk to me, because we could use your wisdom in the life of the church. There are people that could really help you, help be helped by your wisdom. If you're great at budgeting, and not everyone is, and we assume sometimes that people are, but they're not. So we, and we like to put on courses, and maybe you could help someone with the CAP course. So to do, come to us if you're great at budgeting. But if you're not great at budgeting, then, you know, this is going to be looking at this today. You know, we can, you can come to the uh, CAP life skills, you know, come to that if you're not good at budgeting. But this, is not, this series is not to put any condemnation on us. I, um, 
when was it now? When I was working, so I, I was a teacher working um, it, teaching children IT, A-levels and BTECs and the rest of it for about nine years. And before that, I was in the IT consultancy. And um, I remember one year, um, we had a, it was a bumper year. We, the, if ever the company did well, we got a bonus. Can I tell you, we, 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 we never got a huge bonus. It was ever just like a, a raise and maybe a small bonus. But one year, the, the company got um, a huge bonus, which meant they were able to sort of spread it out to all the employees that year. And I looked at, when I heard how much we were going to get, I thought, wow. And have you ever known sort of money's going to come your way? Doesn't your mind start to tick over about, ooh, ooh. Maybe now you're thinking, oh, if only I had so much money, I would, I'd go on a nice holiday. I'd replace my TV with the biggest one I can get. Um, I'd get whatever. You know, you, you st mind starts to tick over about what you'd spend some money on. And no word lie, you know, I, I, I was doing that. And uh, I was thinking, great. I went to church um, probably the week before that. We were told we were going to get a bonus. We didn't know how much. I went to church, not this church, another church. And uh, that week, um, they announced that someone was going to go on a missions trip to Ethiopia. And uh, I thought, great, okay, fantastic. Um, if there's anyone that can prayerfully consider if they could help this person on the trip, this person needs £1,000. Okay, so, you know, you say quick enough, £1,000 is not a lot of money, is it? £1,000. And I listened to that, and that was great. And um, anyway, didn't think any more about it. Heard about this bonus, I was really excited, went home thinking, oh, it's brilliant, you know, never get anything like this. And I was in my bedroom, I was in a shared house at the time, before I was married, I was in my bedroom. And I kept getting this, God started to speak to me. And the way God spoke to me at that time was very much a, a thought that wouldn't go away. Do you ever get those thoughts? Those niggling thoughts that won't go away. And sometimes you get a niggling thought that won't go away. Um, sometimes if it's something that you wouldn't do naturally, you've got to listen to it. Because if it's like uh, something that's easy, maybe it's God, maybe it's you. But this is a thought. And the thought wouldn't go away is pay for this missions trip. Pay for this missions trip. And it wouldn't go away. And so I was on a journey of thinking. I was thinking... Is that really you, God? No. I'm thinking about what I'm going to spend this money on. Pay for this mission trip. Now, I'm saying this not to big myself. Please hear my heart. Because I'm all, I, I don't like to tell people what I do. But sometimes I teach what, sometimes the things I've done in the past to help us understand some of the implications. So this thing kept coming, pay for the mission trip. I got to a point where I just knelt down in my bedroom. I said, Lord, if this is really you, Although much I would love to keep this money that's coming my way, I will offer this money to you. Now, when you pray, pray that you think maybe it will go away, maybe it's, maybe it's a test, maybe a bit like Abraham in the Bible. Maybe it's not really going to happen. <laughs> and I knelt down. I said, Lord, it's yours. And do you know what? I felt an absolute peace come over my heart. I got excited. <coughs> I knew it wasn't a test. I knew I had to give the money. And I did it all secretly and didn't let people know what I was doing and stuff. But the joy, when I, when I handed over the money, I didn't give, give it to the person. The person to this day doesn't know who it was. And um, the joy that I had was absolutely superb. It was absolutely superb. It was like, you ever known the peace? A peace that passes all understanding in your life? You ever, ever felt that peace? That's what I had at that moment in time. 
What I didn't know is I didn't know that literally, um, I think it was about a year later or so, I myself was going to be in a position of need. I didn't know. I was working, but God was calling me in to, go to, to go to Bible college. And I didn't know that, obviously, Bible college is expensive and it was cheaper than what it is now. Um, I didn't realise then that I'd have to pay a lot of money to go to Bible college. Can I say this? After year one, I had no debts. God provided every step of the way. Every step of the way. It was amazing. And what I didn't know was what I was doing then, when I said about seed for the sow and bread for the eater, what I was doing, that, that £1,000 was a, was a seed into what God wants to do for my future. God wasn't going to make me rich. He wanted to help meet my needs in that season that was coming up. That's why it's always good to listen to the nudge of God, the voice of God, and what God is asking you to do. And we never feel under condemnation or never give out a compulsion. Paul's right. God loves a cheerful giver. So always give when, by asking God, God, what do you want me to, to give? And I say that because it was a, for me, it was, it was a courageous act of generosity because I'd never given anything like that in my life. You know, you go to conferences and you hear someone say, oh, I did that, oh, I did that, you know. But this is just a normal person just trying to hear the voice of God. And that's all we can do in life is just hit, follow what God wants us to do. If at the end of our lives, as Christians, and if you're not here, a Christian here yet today, then you let off the hook today. Please feel free to lean in. But we're talking really to Christians today. If you're not, if we, at the end of our life, we stand before God and say, God, all I did was ask you to do, I did what you asked me to do, then that is the most God can ask for us. And I believe there's rewards in heaven. We don't talk about rewards a lot. But I believe there's rewards in heaven for God's people. Not the rewards of, of, of judgment, but the reward of what we did with our life. Did we follow the voice of God? Do we follow his gentle nudges in our life? And so today we're looking at the practicalities of, of giving, the practicalities of, of um, how it works out. And you might be thinking here today, well, thinking, well, how do I do this? Maybe I've been tithing for many years. You know, maybe what's my next step? Or maybe, well, I've not stopped, started tithing, but how do I do that? I'm, I've got a lot of money issues. I'm in debt or I'm in this or in that. How do I organize myself? Well, financial Worries and financial issues, none of us are exempt from, are we? Even billionaires have financial worries because, you know, how are they going to keep their money safe? Um, I was told yesterday how Simon Cowell, you know, Simon Cowell from X Factor fame, that just recently he was writ- wrote in a magazine, it was an OK magazine, some magazine saying how his house got burgled into when he, his child, his partner, were asleep. And he then worried about the fact that this person, the person went off and, and stole some items, but this person could have gone into his child's bedroom. Simon Cowell, who's very, very rich, we all have worries, don't we, when it comes to money, whether we haven't got any or we, we got loads. And so God's got some stuff to teach us about the whole area of our, our giving and some principles there. And there's a verse in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy verse, chapter 14, verse 23, and it says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. It's a, it's a test of our ownership. It's a test of, do I really own my money or have I got the mentality that I am but a steward? God is the owner and I'm just looking after it for him for such time as this. And to say this also, God doesn't want us to not have nice things. This is not say, 
sell everything you have and, and give it to the poor. God doesn't not want you to have nice things, but it's a test saying, God, in my life, am I just temporarily looking after what you've entrusted to me for such a time as this? And we looked last week at the whole concept of tithing, tithing being a tenth. And there's the new pound coin, and there's 10p. And if you like, God would say, in every pound, the first 10p belongs to me. In every pound, the first 10p belongs to me. Why the first? So for Leanne and I, in our, in our, in our tithing, our tithing goes out through electronic bank transfer, and we put it through the first of the month. Why? Because we want it to go out before all of our other debts go out. We want it to be the first, because God says that the tithe is holy. The tithe is holy. And it's separated. Holy means separated. It means for God. So we bring the first to God. Then the rest, God will bless the rest. And, it, and our story, I'm looking at Leanne, our story has been one that God has met our needs. Has met our needs. Yeah. There's been a few times when it's been to the metal. It's been like, God, are you going to come through? Yeah. But God has been generous to us. Yeah. And I say that with a hand in the air saying, I'm a pastor. Yeah. I'm a pastor. I, 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 for me, and just to let you know, when, when I was earning... Um, a lot of money in, in IT consultancy. I wasn't very good at budgeting. I wasn't. I was rubbish at budgeting. And money, maybe you can relate to this, money for me was like water. You try and grab water, it goes through your hands, doesn't it? I didn't really think or I didn't save the future. And I, I, look, I look back and think, oh. Maybe some of you here today are, are brilliant at handling money. Maybe some of you can relate to that. But God wants to be great at organizing. And now, to this day, I'm the one that organizes the finances in the household. Leanne's always been quite good. But now I do it because I've had to learn to handle finances. And so God can help us in this whole area of, of being generous. And so in Matthew chapter 6, we're going to read a few verses there. Matthew chapter 6, verse, verses 19 and 21. In this chapter, um, Jesus, this is the Sermon on the Mount, some of the, uh, the great teaching of Jesus. And here Jesus is addressing so many different issues. He's just spoken about praying. He's spoken about um, pray in secret, do your acts of generosity in secret, fast in secret. It means don't let other people know what you're doing. And then he talks about this in verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break it and steal. He's saying, he's not saying don't have savings. He's not saying, don't have nice things for yourself. But he's saying, don't make it your ultimate goal to accumulate stuff for yourself. Because at the end of your life, like my gran, it just ends up staying on planet Earth. We can't take it where, we, where we're going to go. And uh, so do not make that your goal. Don't store up treasures for yourself on Earth. Verse 20, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. So Jesus is saying, make it your goal to store up treasures on, on, in heaven and not treasures on earth. Make that your ultimate goal. Make that your aim. But how can I store up treasures on, in heaven and not on earth? Because I can't take it with me. Remember, there's rewards in heaven. For every, every time we've obeyed God, there's rewards in heaven. And Jesus says this... this this conclusion to this, these few verses. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
And suddenly Jesus makes a link between the place of our treasure and our heart. Wherever our heart is, wherever our heart is, that place where our heart is, that's where our treasure is going to be. Wow. So, but I'm here on earth. But Jesus is saying, well, where your motivation is, if your motivation is to seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, if your motivation is to please God, if that's your number one motivation, then that's a good thing, isn't it? To please God. If our motivation isn't to please God, then we will focus more on what's around us, our stuff. But God says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So link between a place of our treasure and our heart. Can I just say this as a, as a side note, really? If that's true, then I can do two things. Don't worry, I'm not. I could say, show me your bank statement and I'll show you where your heart is. Yeah? Because where we spend our money is where our heart is. The converse of that is this. If you want your heart to be somewhere where it's not currently, then put some money there. Because where your treasure is, your heart is also. So, for example, let's say in your marriages, if you're married here today, then let's say you've been in a busy season, which we all can get into, and the relationship can be a bit dry at times, then put some money in your relationship. Buy some flowers for your, your wife or uh, a, a gift. Put some money. Basic stuff. But when we do it, our heart follows. Our heart always follows our money. Don't believe me? Try it. Our heart always follows our money. Going back to our definition of, of, of um, generosity. From the Oxford English English Dictionary. Generosity means showing a readiness to give more of something, especially money that is strictly necessary or expected. Readiness is simply being a state of being prepared. So in a sense, to be generous, we have to be prepared. To be generous, we have to be prepared. You can't suddenly become generous because you've got to be prepared for it. You can't suddenly say, well, Dave, today I'm going to be generous but you've got no money in the bank. You can be generous, yes, with your time, absolutely. But if we're talking about generosity today, about money, you can't simply become generous if you're not prepared. So preparation, readiness, is the absolute key to being generous. So how can we do this today? How can, being ready in generosity means you must be being three things. Number one, planned. We have to be planned in our finances. Being planned in our finances means you've got to think through. You've got to be putting your your head into it. You know, we can all respond to challenges from the heart and say, okay, I want to respond. But you've got to put your head into it. And to put your head into it, you've got to think about some practicalities around being generous and being generous with money. Being generous with money really means, I believe, three things. If I ask you how you be generous, well, if you look at your, your finance at the moment, maybe you, you, um, you live on some money. You might try and save some money if there's anything left over. And, uh, and if you can, you might give. So you might live on, on some money. That's paying your bills and living and, and enjoying life. You've 
might try and save some pensions or, or, or some for a rainy day. And anything left over, you might think, well, I'll be generous with that. The problem with that is, if we're honest, sometimes there's little left over to be generous. God would turn that on its head. Instead of saying, live, save, give, he would say, give, save, live. So this is where the whole concept of the tithe comes in. He says, tithe. I, I can't afford to tithe. Well, maybe you can't at the moment. Because we have to reorganize and restructure our budget and how we're thinking. God says, tithe first. So when you're in your monthly budget, you put together your outgoings. And for us, tithe then becomes number one. And all these years of tithing, we've never looked back. We've never, ever, ever, ever said, right, I can't afford it this month because it's the first thing that goes out. We never, ever have the temptation that says, oh, we've got this unexpected bill, we get them. I'm going to not tithe this month because it always goes out. So tithing for us is a spiritual discipline, and it goes out. So for us, we give first. Now, we also order our finances so we can give other things as well. But for the tithe, the tithe goes out first. We give first. Then, save. Savings is, if, if, if the tithe is to God, remember last week how we spoke about how the, the tithe belongs to me, says the Lord. So the tithe belongs to God. We bring that. We don't give it. We bring it to God. And then, Savings are for us. Savings of what? Well, I'm going to save this. I'm going I'm to buy these things with this. And if we can structure it in such a way, then we can live on the rest. Now, I, I understand the concept of debt. I've been in debt. Okay? When I met Leanne, I was in debt. But God has enabled me to get out of debt. It's working hard and organizing finances. But you can't suddenly start saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to carry on as I am. I'm going to start tithing. Unless you've got a lot of money in the bank, it's not going to work. You end up going into more debt. And hear my heart. God doesn't want us to be in debt. There are certain debts we might have in terms of mortgages. But God wants us to really organize our finances. Organize our finances in a practical way. So we've got to think, okay, God, if, if the tithing, if I'm believing you and putting you to the test on my giving... Tithing is first, and I'm going to save sec- second, and then I can then live on the rest. But obviously, remember the thing, God wants our income to be more than our outgoings. That's common sense. If our outgoings become more than our income, you're going into debt, God does not want that. God does not want that for you. There may be times when suddenly you have to find a bill, and you, and you, but God doesn't want us to live in debt, because debt brings worry, anxiety, and God wants to bring us peace and joy and life. So God doesn't want debt for our lives. So it means planning and organizing our budget. Is this okay? Yeah, yeah is this, I know it's, something might sound common sense, but someone's common sense isn't so common. It's really good to hear. I wish I heard some of this stuff in church when I was a younger version of me. To plan. And if you are, you know, so like, yeah. So planning. So being generous means we have to be planned, we have to be thought through. And if you need any help, don't never be afraid to ask about help when it comes to money. There's people that are far better at handling money than me. I ask them. There's people that are far better at handling money than you. Ask them. Never be afraid to ask for help. I know what it's like, like I said, to be in debt and to then say, look, hands up. Cap are amazing at helping people caught in the trap of debt. So always, yeah, but even if you're not in debt, 
but you, you want to improve your money. Handling skills, then never be afraid to ask. Being generous also means being pre-calculated. It means doing the sums, doing the maths, doing the amounts. And uh, God is always all about proportional giving. I asked the question, well, why, why, why God is it a tenth? Well, I like the fact that it's tenth because 10% is easy. You just move the decimal place. But why a tenth? Well, the reason it's not about an amount is amounts mean different. Different things to different people because everyone has a unique set of circumstances. But 10% <coughs> um, is it's proportional giving. It's a percentage of your income that comes in. And here's the challenge. Maybe some of you don't give at all. The challenge for you would be to start giving a percentage. Churches across the world, um, you might think, um, are the most generous pe- people. Not, not churches. People across the world give a very low percentage of income to charities. A very low percentage of income. Um, I haven't got the figures to mind, but it's very, very low. It's something like um, 3%. Okay. So if you don't give it into God, maybe your first step, and you're, and you're not yet thinking about, oh, I'm not sure if I can tithe. Maybe your first step is to start giving. But I would encourage you, pick a percentage. Pick a percentage. Now, if you put a percentage and it was like 4%, it's still more than the average person giving across the nation to charities. Okay? But maybe you, um, you are giving, but you know it's not 10%. Maybe your next step challenge is to think, okay, percentage-wise, I'm going to increase that. I'm going to increase that toward or at the 10%. And then... If, you are, if you've got tithing nailed in the bag, got the T-shirt, then maybe if you think it's a gobble, with my overflow of my income, how else do you want me to use it? How do you want me to be generous with the rest of what I've been given? And God will give you nudges along the way of where to, to give that. But be pre-calculated. And I think being proportional givers is a really good principle. Certainly as we are, given, we are shown in Scripture the 10% principle, and that's what I will always teach, teach for. But I realise not everyone is at that place yet. So you need to take a step of faith. Say, God, what can I give? What can I give? And finally, purposeful. Now this is the good bit. This is the fun bit. This puts the, the fun in funding. This purposeful is now, okay, God, where am I going to give? Where do you want me to be generous? Where do you want me to be generous? Now I have to say first and foremost, and the tithe belongs to the Lord. But Dave... There's a great ministry on, on, on the God TV. And can I send my, my tithe to them? Well, we teach the principle here of the spiritual storehouse. The storehouse, the storehouse like I said last week, was about the temple. People brought their crops to feed, and there was the welfare of the nation and the spiritual storehouse. So we believe today that the storehouse is the local church. So Leanne and I will give our tithe to the local church, and anything above our tithe will then give as we see, see fit. Sometimes we give more to the church, sometimes we give to individuals, different organisations. So we teach the principle of the, the, the place of it, being purposeful with it, where's it going? But you can be, it's great. When you start to think, okay, God, where do you want my money to go? That's the fun bit. Because you can be planned in advance. Do you know the good thing about that? When you've planned in advance and been purposeful about where your money is going, when you suddenly get someone else asking you for money, you're planned. You don't have to feel any sense of guilt, it's like, so literally I get people knocking on the door. Do you get those people knocking on the door? About donations for puppies or whatever. Um, nothing about against puppies. Um, 
But, you, but I can say with all things, well, my wife and I, we always think and I always say, we always pray about what we're going to give to. But I know in my heart, I'm not going to give to that appeal unless God nudges me because I've already thought through where my money's going. Obviously, I can shift that if God nudges me to do that. But I still never feel any sense of guilt saying, no, thank you. Because you planned in advance. But we're not planned in advance. We can feel a sense of, oh, maybe I should give to that, maybe I should give to this. But God wants to be purposeful. And the joy is, you can give to where your heart is, the passions that you have. Maybe there's appeals that you see on TV and your heart is stirred and moved and you want to give. Well, if you're planned in advance, you can give towards those things because it moves you as it would do also move the, the heart of God. So we, be, we can be purposeful with our, our giving. Um, last week we launched the... the uh, oh yeah, so... Um, and we can change this crazy cycle. We can turn it on its head and suddenly it can become a different cycle. Instead of worry, there can be peace. Do you know what? People can still be in debt and have peace. When people are starting to... Stories are told in CAP of people that are, can be thousands of pounds in debt because they've gone to CAP and they're literally putting a, ba- a plan together and a budget together. They're not out of debt yet, but they're, they're, they're going forwards. Their life is going forwards. Suddenly, they're getting a peace. And the day comes, and they, they ring the bell all the, every week, every time someone is released out of debt, and they champion it, because there's such a joy that is released, because the burden of debt is gone. And even if you're working towards that, it brings you peace. So suddenly, instead of having worry, we can have peace, no matter our money situations, if we're putting these principles into action. Instead of spending more than what we earn, we can give. Instead of being in debt, we can be saving up. Instead of having no margin, we can start to live. Live as God intends. Because God, we're not no longer driven by, I've got to have the latest this, I have the latest that. Leanne and I have a policy. And I broke it once and regretted it. The policy is, whenever we're going to spend any money, anything of any significance, I don't, I'm not talking about a tin of baked beans in the shop, but of anything of significance, we will always pray about it together and we'll always wait overnight. The point about that is it takes away the, the need to have. I've got to have that. You know, we wait on that overnight as a minimum. I broke that once and I regretted it. I won't be doing that again. So, um, but that's what we do. We do that. And it's, yeah, that's just living, living as God wants us to do. So we, we launched last week our, our tithe challenge. And we said, um, basically, and you've got them on your seats today, that, you know, if you want to take part in this tithe challenge of putting God to the test, if you just want to show your interest, then you can fill that card in. It's not saying I'm signing up. It's just saying I want to get some more information and uh, we will communicate with you. Um, and that's going to be starting on the 1st of June. And we're going to ask in a few moments for you to think about signing that up. And we've also got a free book to give you once you've started it called The Treasure Principle, which I have read. And it's a nice small book, so it's one to read for the summer. Okay, um, quite big font. And it's really good principles. And really, really sound, balanced principles. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that when you do that. But why don't we welcome just for a few moments. I know we have overrun, but I'm going to be here for just a few moments. I wonder if we can welcome to the stage Bev. Is that okay? Thank you. Come on, Bev. Go for it, Bev. I don't know about you, but there's, there's people in, in church life who um, maybe you, 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 you wish you knew more about. Okay? Maybe you've... Seen Bev, and, and, you think we should, and many of us will know and love, love Bev. And um, so, chance today is just to, just to talk a little bit with Bev. Um, how are you doing? Okay. You doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just want to ask a few, few questions for Bev. 
David's one of our, our, our key people here at the church, one of our partners. Um, so what do you do? I'm a retired nurse, really. Okay. Yeah. I still do, well, bank, supposed to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Amidst other things, of course. Yes. If you get to know Bev, she's mm-hmm. one of the world's busiest people. What else do you do? What, what do you do? What else do I do? Yeah. What's one, one or two other things you do? Volunteering, work, babysitting, <laughs> which is the biggest, most strenuous thing out. Okay, and uh, what are some of your hobbies? So when you're not volunteering, babysitting, working, what, how do you relax? How does Bev relax? Um, reading, walking. Okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Anyone else like to walk here? Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Sounds very good. And um, how long have you been a part of this church for? Um, April 2015. That's nearly two years. Gosh, wow. That's gone so Nearly quick. two years. Wow. Mm. And, and how, what areas of the church do you get involved in? Um, everything. That's <laughs> 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 true. <laughs> like? <laughs> like um, um, hospitality team, um, part of the hospitality team, part of the Flourish team, part of the Oasis team, part of the Little Treasures team. So Bev is a legend, Everything. isn't she? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's worth. She forgot to say the cap team. Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> Night shelter, yes. With Vivian, absolutely. Yeah, so there's so much that you do. And uh, when did you become a partner at the church? Uh, I think it was the 4th of April, 2016, last okay, year. Last year, yeah. Great. And for those of you that might be thinking about the partnership, so partnership is like our church membership. So if you'd like to come along to that course and find out more what, what partnership means, it'd be great to have you. Um, so how did you first come to understand about giving and tithing? And um, well, originally I'm from Barbados and I wasn't saved in Barbados really. Um, I accepted the Lord Jesus into my life since being in this country. Mm. And um, I was going to church and I hadn't been for like eight years. So um, I think the Lord was just speaking to me really. And um, it came to me just to go into church, drop my tides in. That was one of the things he was speaking to me about mm. anyway, and just go away. And that's what I intended to do, really. But God had other plans. Right. So I came, paid my tithes. I didn't used to put anything on it. Just put it in an envelope and pop it in. And then I keep coming back and back. So then I started. Okay. Fantastic. Mm. Um, and in your, I guess in your journey of starting to give, mm. what, do you have any, any challenges or, or obstacles to overcome? Or? Um... I haven't had any challenges. Um, it comes naturally, really, okay. because I think of tithes as part of my worship. Yeah. yeah so, um, I mean, if you love someone, you just give them a gift, yeah. don't you really? Yeah. Birthday time and Christmas time. Yeah. But if you love God, you just give automatically, whether yeah. it's to God or anyone else, yeah. really. And um, as his word said, you know, 110, because... Um, 
Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. Yes. And who was Melchizedek? So, yeah. God said, you know, just bring tithes into this storehouse. So that's what I do. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, and do you have any, any a story in your life about how God's been faithful to you, maybe in the area of providing for your needs or... Well, I think he provides my needs every day, really. Mm. Um, I never go without. Um, I never miss it, really. I wasn't always faithful in paying my tithes, I must say that. I was disloyal in paying my tithes before coming to church, really. And, um, but since I've been coming here regularly and since I've been a member, I've been, well, I try to be faithful really so um, and I find that if I need something it always arrive anyway or someone will just ring me up and say oh Bev um, I've got something for you or just give give to me really so I've never I've never been short really wonderful so I find that sometimes I think God even surprises me Mm. because I think um you know, even if I haven't got it, mm. and I give out of what I haven't got, mm. I just get back more. So, wow, that's just things that's happened, really. Wow. Okay. By the way, I've not told Bev to say any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something that happens normally. So. Yeah. So, would you recommend tithing to other people? Yes, tithing. It's not only tithing. It's serving as well mm. time mm. time that's yeah. so important as yeah. well and i always yeah. think well i haven't got land or i haven't got mm. crops mm. so if i've got money well mm. that's what i could give to god really mm. you know and um, and i think he des- he deserves first place so um yeah yeah Oh, great. And they say t- time is money, don't they? Yeah. So, um, yeah, time, time, is, time is, is really yeah. valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Have you got any words of advice for anyone here in, in closing? Just to prove God, really. Um, when you give, because God is love, and um, when we receive Jesus into our hearts anyway, he just put that giving thing in us. Mm that you want to give to anyone and everyone, really. But um, when you give to God, then God uses it mm. to do other things, really. So mm. I always say, my motto is, well, if I pay my tithes or whatever I pay in, mm. and if the pastor or what, whoever want to do, whatever they want to do with it, it's up to them. They have to deal with God, not me. Mm. Yeah. So I would advise people just to give. Because it's the word of God, really, and it's fulfilling everything that he says Fantastic. to do. Brilliant. Yeah. Why don't we show our appreciation to Bev? Thank you. Great. Wonderful. It's just great to hear. Can I, can I just say as well, if you've got any stories, because stories always encourage people, don't they? If you've got any stories about how God has been faithful to you in your life, it could be in a job situation, it could be in a provision of money, whatever, God, God, God meeting needs, then please email us through. Please email info at life-cc.org um, or have a word with us. Because we'd love to, and you don't mind sharing it. We can keep it anonymous if you, if you want to. But, sh- but stories really do encourage people. 
Because uh, you know, we, we call them testimonies, don't they? Testifying to the goodness of God. And, and they really do lift us and help us. So please, don't keep it to yourself. Don't, and we think sometimes it's just a small thing. Do you know what? The small things are even more powerful. You know, if you get a check for £1,000, that's great. But if God served you by meeting you, your bill for this week, that's, that's normal, everyday stuff. And that can lift our, our spirits. So please, please do... Um, do do that. So um, just to bring this really into, into land right now, and so, so that time has gone o- over. So really the whole thing about, about giving is this. You know, God says, if you like, God would be saying, in every pound, the first 10p belongs to me. And that, the principle is this. Why do we t- tithe? The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. So there is no pressure with this. You know, I, I've been in places and we felt pressured. When I feel pressured, I do not give. Unless God, I always like God, do you want me to give? But all we're asking you to do is, okay, God, what are you saying to me about tithing? If you're interested in possibly starting this challenge, I, I encourage you now to grab a pen, pick this on your seat, and to fill it in. In a few moments, we will collect it from you. And it's not signing up, you're saying, I'm expressing an interest. We are going to be launching this um, on uh, the 1st of June. We're going to start it for 90 days on the 1st of June. And every day, not every day, every week we'll be sending out some encouragements and some help along the way just to really lift our spirits and, and sharing different stories of how God is being faithful. And my heart's desire, I'm believing in faith, that God is going to help people. God is going to help people. As you, as you put him to the test, as you step out in faith, God always meets us at our point of faith. Sometimes he wants our faith levels to increase and to grow, okay? But God always meets us at our place of faith. But sometimes that's about getting out of our, our comfort zone. Whatever your situation, maybe for you today, it's something I need to start giving. Maybe it's, I do give, but I need to start increasing my percentage, my proportional giving. And maybe it's, well, today, I'm going to put God to the test, and I'm going to, I want a challenge of tithing 10% of my income, and that would be wonderful. Um, like we said last week, David, uh, we interviewed David last week, if you weren't here, and if you've got any questions about the finance of the church or where it goes, etc., then do talk to to, to David or email him and we'll be happy to send you a copy of the accounts and that's brilliant so I'm going to pray as, as the welcome team get ready with the buckets again thank you maybe we can have some music in the background I'm just going to pray we hope that you enjoyed this message for many more resources and for more information visit our website at www.life-cc.org <laughs>